In the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to talk to a 10-year-old and support her body image when she has a very large scar. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car every week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And the answer to this week's question comes from the Courage Pillar because the Courage Pillar, as you probably know by now, is all about sitting with really difficult, complex, painful things um, whether that's our own emotions or our child's emotions, uh, there are 12 strategies inside that pillar which are child-focused and um, I'm going to talk to you and give you my favorites now. So what many parents will do when they're faced with this situation, particularly to do with body image? Okay, so here's the question. My daughter is 10 and she was born with something that goes into detail here, but she has a large scar on her abdomen. She talks about girls who wear short tops or togs that show off their midwidth and rolls her eyes as though they are just show-offs. I'm worried about her image as she gets older. She doesn't like to talk about her tummy and won't let me touch it. Um, I'm a bit worried that she's not addressing taking ownership of her story, her scar and herself. I want her to feel proud of what she's come through and also to be proud of her scars or at least accept her body. Um, I'd love to hear your advice on this. Right, so what many parents and most parents would do if they were faced with a situation like this is to um, try to keep talking about it with their child because we all know how important body image is and we're aware maybe in our own life or in the life of our friends how limiting it can be to... Um, feel like our body is broken or not good enough. Um, alternatively, maybe we feel so stuck about her reactions that we just stop talking altogether. We might, when faced with something like this, think way into the future about all the implications of um, her attitude to her body right now and try and do everything we can to make that easier for her. We could be worrying so much about her self-image and feelings in her body that it might be almost not constantly consuming but absolutely in the back of our mind every time we see her. Um, we might actively be sharing the knowledge that we have about body acceptance uh, with her, the knowledge that we've gained from all our years of being alive and on the planet and live in a body. Um, because we know it's experience she doesn't have and we want her to save her from um, the hardship of learning by mistakes or learning from experience. And it makes sense why we would do those sort of things to try and help her. Because we live in a culture that is all about fixing things, right? And so when we see pain and suffering, in our child or difficulty or things that we know is going to make life hard for her in the future. We want to go in and do our absolute best to take away as much of the pain and the difficulty as possible. And that is absolutely, did you hear how lovely that part of the question was that I just, that the parent was saying, I just know how important um, feeling good about your body is and I would love her to feel like her body is strong and good and that the scar is part of her story right and so I've learned that um, when we as parents are attempting to make things easier for our child or um, 
have advice in our hand about the way they should be doing things, it's a surefire sign that the courageous tongue-tied parent effect is taking place. Um, and this effect will cause us to go into fix-it mode again. Try and make everything okay. Um, we don't really delve into and accept the feelings of our child because there's, we know there's a better way. And again, it makes sense. It makes so much sense why we would do this. We are trying to do our best for our child. So in this episode, I'm going to give you three ways to foster body acceptance in your 10-year-old with scarring. So you move from um, feeling like a courageous, tongue-tied parent to building, actively building your evolved communicating family. Step one, we are going to acknowledge and um, accept the fix-it culture, the focus on perfection in our world around bodies and um, body image. So this, what most people do, would be to do the actual opposite. Um, try and not talk about the complexity of the way our world deals with bodies. But what is most powerful is to turn and face it head on and to do that with your child. And so what that looks like is start talking about the fact that it's really difficult to live in a body with a large scar in the world we live in. Now, as I say that, you may be thinking like, no, say that to my 10-year-old when she's going through so much complexity and like she dislikes her scar so much. But remember, we're all about building evolved communicating families here, that deep abiding connection that can last as she grows up and uh, proves to her that you're there for her no matter what. So the first step in doing that is speaking about the world exactly the way it is. So that can look like, um, you know, saying, you know, I've realized we never, in our world, we never see um, pictures of bodies um, that have scars on them. Like we never see those in magazines or on the TV. And um, I think that's because the world around us thinks bodies with scars on them are not as good as bodies without scars. Now, I'm just going to tell you what's happening in my body when I say that. Like there's this sensation that comes up from my chest and sort of sits here in my throat, which is like, whoa, that's a really um, intense thing to say to a 10-year-old because it's probably saying exactly what she's feeling. But that's the whole point. That's the whole point of building deeper connections with kids by going into their world and showing them that we truly understand what it's like for them. Point two, when we name feelings, the power of those feelings, if they're negative and overwhelming, start reducing. And if we're naming feelings that are positive, they will increase. So if you name a feeling, in some way you are going to win. Um, and you can't, it's not possible to name a feeling that isn't there and put it into someone's brain. So for your child, this could look like um, um, you look angry about your scar. It's easy to feel upset down about the fact that your body doesn't look like other people's bodies. Or you can say um, you must feel like it's not fair that 
you were the one that got a scar like this and the other people in your classroom didn't didn't get one so you're really delving into like the complexities of her feelings rather than saying um, it's good to feel pride in our body because she doesn't feel pride and you know that you know this question is pretty clear that the parent who asked this question can really see how difficult it is for their child I remember how old was I might have been 13 I have lived in a body my whole life that has a lot of body hair I am a very hairy person. I mean, I still have very hairy arms, right? Um, for some reason, well, now I don't care about it so much. I'm almost 50. I'm like, Ugh, there are bigger things to worry about. But my leg hair was hugely complex, a complex thing to manage. And it wasn't like blonde fluff. It was black, hairy legs. You can imagine as a teen. And so, um, you know, feeling worried about that as a teen, what would have been super helpful to me was for someone to say, yeah, it's really hard to have hairy legs um, when other people don't have them. Uh, it's easy to feel ashamed and like you're ugly and broken. Now, listen how powerful those words are, ugly, broken. Like our, our whole parenting heart wants to sort of, push those words away and say, no, you're not ugly and broken, you're beautiful. But it doesn't connect when we do that, right? So you're finding words that um, really resonate with how she feels. And in that moment, when you find the right word, you will notice that she starts to soften and she may actually cry. Like, yes, mom, I feel ugly and broken and it's really hard and I hate it. I hate it so much. So point number three, when you have the chance and the very deep honor because it is a very deep honor to be able to connect with a child's feelings about something that makes them feel broken or like their body isn't good enough it can bring up feelings in ourselves huge feelings in ourselves to witness and to sit beside and care for and hug a child who is sobbing or screaming and um, so Point three is really to give ourselves the gift of learning how to sit with that without feeling overcome and overwhelmed and feeling those emotions ourselves. Now we're only human, of course, we're going to feel um, upset and worried and maybe afraid, but uh, we can learn the skills. We can absolutely learn the skills of how to still stay present for a child in this instance. Like therapists learn these skills um, so they can do their work. Um, but uh, it's becoming far more common now for these skills to be taught in parenting. And we go into great detail about um, how to do that in the evolved family method. Um, now, those three points, um, you've just learnt three ways to, um, and you'll notice now I'm going to change the topic because the topic was how to foster body acceptance in a 10-year-old right with a big scar but actually I'm going to say how to build deeper connection and so a 10 year old with a big scar feels understood and cared for and loved and um, like she has a safe place where she doesn't have to pretend to feel anything other than what she feels right because that is actually the way um, and the beginnings of building deeper connection now we've been focusing on um, being able to connect with her but and and the skills that you've 
heard about in this episode absolutely do that. And she still also has a need to have ongoing conversations about sensitive stuff like puberty, bodies, babies, consent, all those sort of things, which um, you would need age-appropriate information for, right? So it's not just about developing these connection skills that help us build our evolved communicating family, but getting the information needed so we're having ongoing conversations because um, living with a large scar is going to impact all sorts of things, particularly a lot of stuff around consent. And so um, information about sharing our body with other people and... um, growing up and how bodies change and how we feel about our body, which is all to do with puberty, is going to be super important for her. She's going to need um, even more information and ongoing conversations to um, to get the sense that, yes, um, my parent is absolutely here for me. And whenever I feel anything, I am able to come to them because um, they're able to um, deal with my feelings. They're able to manage my feelings. I feel heard and listened to. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now. I've got a notification that I have to answer. I got distracted there. (laughs) A notification came on the phone and I'm like reading the notification, thinking about what it means. I actually have no idea who Laura is. My ADHD works. Fun and games. Okay, where were we? Oh, let's start again.